0: Get ready for the 2020 Bible Challenge. It's not like any Bible Challenge we have done before. Our goal is to help you dig in and grab a hold of the foundational truths of our faith. So we have broken the year up into sections according to topic. From salvation and stewardship to forgiveness, baptism, and more. We will dive into the scriptures that cover more than 25 subjects. Visit GraceBibleChallenge.com. That's gracebiblechallenge.com to sign up and join the 2020 Bible Challenge. Go beyond just reading. Strengthen your knowledge and deepen your understanding of God's Word with in-depth studies on what the Bible says about these essential spiritual truths. To sign up and join the 2020 Bible Challenge, go to gracebiblechallenge.com today. That's gracebiblechallenge.com and get ready to grow in God's Word.
1: But tomorrow can be bigger. Yeah. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah. Give a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Give a life bigger than
2: yourself. Big. You've tuned in to the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Freer. Pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. God's word is powerful and full of life. It opens your eyes to how big God is and how big life in him can be. We pray that today's teaching compels you to grow and live a life bigger than yourself. Download this message and more at gracechurchva.org. Here's Dr. Greer with today's Live Big message.
1: Ready for the word? Open your Bibles to 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter 11. As you turn, I'm gonna pray. Father, I thank you. That this will be a special Sunday, will be a shift point in many of our lives. Father, we give you the honor for what you do, even before it happens. In Jesus' precious name, we all say, Second Samuel chapter 11, verse 1. The writer begins, it happened. All of us will have it happened moments in our lives. And if you have not had one yet, just give it a little bit of time and you will. And it happened moment is one of those incidents that you don't really want to call by name. The thing you hope that maybe if you just don't talk about it, if you just remain silent, maybe it will go away. The inspired writer begins... It happened in the spring of the year. He started to talk about it. But then he shifted to the weather. You ever start a conversation you really don't want to have? And so start talk about, well, it was a Thursday. Uh, uh, have you ever been to Arizona? You know, and you just start talking about things. But finally, the writer rallies his courage and begins to tell the story He says it happened in the spring of the year At the time kings go out to battle You see the time of the year was actually important to the story here because the beginning of spring actually marked the end of rainy season and when rainy season ended the, the roads dried and uh they became passable, and the armies can begin to go back out into battle and the rest. It's very difficult to take an army on a muddy road. It's a very, very challenging thing. So, so, so once the, the, the ground was dry, everything shifted. Then the writer mentions a name. Again, it happened. You don't know what he's talking about. Very, very vague time of year. And then we hear this name, not an ordinary name, but the beloved king, the sweet psalmist of Israel, a man, a few chapters earlier, God had called a man after his own heart. It happened that David sent Joab and his servants with him. Now, to us, that may not be a big deal, but during this this period of history, kings led from the front, and here we see a man who was once that heroic uh, warrior, that heroic leader that took on the, the, the giant Goliath, but now we see he sends men to do what he ought to do himself. Something has gone wrong. And then not only did he send his generals and all his servants, you know, his whole entourage, his cabinet. He said, all Israel went with him as well. Meaning if all of Israel had to fight, this was not a minor battle. This was a major battle that you would expect your king to show up and lead. But in spite of David's absence, they destroyed the people of Amnon and besieged Rabah. Now, David, by this point in his life, was about 50 years old. And let's say that's where the parallel ends, okay, with with his birthday thing. Don't think I'm pricksy about myself this morning. (laughs) He had survived every crisis. The nation was prosperous. God had given him success in every battle. But it seemed that David let himself get bored. Success can be one of the most challenging things you can ever experience in your life It goes on to say That david wasn't interested in doing what he used to do It said david remained in Jerusalem Sometimes the opposite of happiness is not sadness It's boredom David lost his passion. he lost his fire. he lost his 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 heart. when I was a kid we gr- I grew up on Long Island, and we would often go to the beach when you go to the beach y- you learn pretty quickly a few rules if you start playing, particularly when there' are waves and, and the rest when you start playing out in, in the ocean and your back's to the shore, the undertow without you knowing takes you further and further and further out or away from the shore. So if you played with your back to the shoreline, you could find yourself in a position that you're so far away from shore, you don't have strength to get back in. So swimming and and playing with your back to solid ground, with your back to, 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 to the beach can actually become deadly it says david remained behind at jerusalem he began to take his eyes off the solid ground that got him to where he got to at that point in his life he forgot that that leadership and all the good things in his life were not a right but a trust and then with the writer Had been wanting to talk about, but really didn't want to. But he finally got to it. Said everything else was an introduction. But then he repeats what he said earlier. Then it happened. The thing that will cost David the rest of his natural life. You know, trust takes years to build, seconds to break, and a lifetime to repair. Then it happened. Good man. But still, it happened. A man inspired to write the Psalms, which is one of the largest books in our Bible. But then it happened. It says, says, David arose from his bed. St. Augustine said this. God has made us for himself. How many of you believe that's true? And our hearts remain restless until we find our rest in him. Our sleepless nights may very well be God trying to tell us something. His restlessness was God trying to say, David, something's wrong. You're not where you need to be at this point in your life. So he's restless. He's not at ease. He's not quite in his right mind. He's lost his fire, his purpose, his passion. He's getting old. The Bible says he walked on the roof of the king's house. Now, if he was on the battlefield where he belonged, he wouldn't have been on the roof with some binoculars like somebody's Peeping Tom. You hear what I'm saying? It's important. 90% of the time, we don't really have a sin problem. We have a lack of purpose problem. That was good. Come on, give it up. Just that was good. And from the roof, the roof is any place that's different than where God wants you to be at this point in your life. Here's something I've learned. God will give me grace for wherever he leads me, wherever that is. But he is not obligated to give me grace to places I choose to stay behind. So it's vital that you keep up with God, that you run your race and and stay on fire for those things that are important. And from the roof, a place he ought not have been in the first place. He was not anointed to look at skin. He was anointed to look at blood. No, this is important. (laughs) Because a doctor may have to look at skin all day long, but there's a grace for what he got to do. But when a construction worker starts looking at that same skin, you got some problems. Oh, they ain't going to Help me now. (laughs) God will give you grace for whatever, whatever. Just imagine if... Somehow, uh, not that I wanted to go, but I had to go into uh, some type of strip joint to get one of y'all out, one of y'all out, okay? (laughs) If that's God's will, I'll be safer with a woman on a pole, you hear what I'm saying? Than reading my ABCs to my grandchildren. You hear what I'm saying? It's God's will that I don't I, man. You don't know what I am without God. I don't want you to know what I am without God Unto him who's able to keep you from falling and present you blameless at his coming He can keep you But you got to be willing to be kept And from the roof He saw a woman bathing. Now, Bathsheba is not completely guiltless here. How many of you know that you can't live in Hyde Park in Chicago, across the street from the president, and not notice when he's on the porch? And with your front door open, you decide you're going to take a sponge bath. Come on. And the woman was very beautiful to behold, meaning she knew what she was working with. Young people, there is nothing new under the sun. David and Bathsheba, they invented the hotline bling. How y'all know about that? How do y'all know about that? The Bible says, the woman was very beautiful to behold. Men, it's natural to notice. So don't worry about that. The first look is never the problem, it's when the second look turns into a stare. When you do one of these, these, that's when the problem arises. So David went and inquired about the woman. Again, it's natural to notice. But David took it to the next level and he inquired. Talk about, baby, what's your name? And someone was wise enough among his retinue and said, you know, isn't this not Bathsheba? Meaning they were looking too. <laughs> Watch who you hang out with. The daughter of Iliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Didn't they say the wife of Uriah the Hittite? In other words, they said married That ought to have been enough to cause David to back off. But David had lost sight of his shoreline. And he's about to drown in an ocean of self-importance and pride. Verse 4. Then David sent messengers and took her. In English, that sounds stronger than it is. The original Hebrew shows that there was really no sign of Protests. This was not at all by force. Let's break down really quickly the anatomy of this thing, because the way it worked with David will work with you too. And if you catch it at the eyes, you can stop it before it gets any further. First, the Bible says David sees her. Why did he even see her? Because he was at home instead of on the battlefield. But second, it said Then he sends for her. An idle mind is the devil's playground. And now third, the Bible says, takes two to tango. And she came to him. She cooperated. You see, he got game, she got game, but the devil played both of them in this situation. And he lay with her. Come on, this is a sweet psalmist of Israel, the man after God's own heart. How did this happen? It was a gradual drift. You will never get so anointed you don't have to keep your heart and your eyes on God and he got to playing in the rest and before long he was in over his head if there's anything I want you to get out of this message keep your eye on the ball keep your eye on what's important it says for she was cleansed from her impurity this is a Bible way of saying she had just gone through her time of the month she was fertile myrtle if you will You see, the devil knows how to do it in a way that will cause you the maximum amount of pain possible. But listen to this next part. And she returned to her house. Right after the devil got what he wanted, he kicked her right out of bed. That's the way the devil will do you. It's fun while it's going on, but you don't want to stay a minute longer. Verse 5. Everybody thought this was a private matter between two consulting adults. Nobody's business but our own. But then first five rolls along and the woman conceived. Uh Oh, the deed is not so private anymore. It's about to impact both families and the nation. You say, well, what's this got to do with No, 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 no. What you do impacts everybody in the family everybody connected to you so she did the right thing she sent and told David she said uh, I'm with child where's the music now (laughs) sin is pleasurable for a season the problem is spring turns to summer summer falls. seasons come to an end second samuel 12:1. we got to do some skipping today and we're going to cover the rest in bible study then the lord sent nathan to david the casual reader of scripture won't realize this but David and Nathan had a long-term relationship. They gone back. They went back a few years. Nathan, in fact, was the one that prophesied that David's kingdom would last forever. And here's what I find: God usually uses people that we have relationships with to correct us and speak into our lives. As a last resort, He might use someone we don't know, or, or sometimes He just won't even say it at all. I see a lot of people after service, and I, I love you, and I for you, and I'm not mad at you. But people I don't know come up to me say, well, the Lord, I don't know you. I don't know who you pray to. I don't know where you come from. I haven't watched your life. Typically in God's pattern, he uses someone, you know, someone with a track record. And this was the case. And you are in people's lives. Sometimes so God can have a human set of eyeballs to say what needs to be said in moments that you might not hear God. So Nathan came to him. And he said to him, and this is important because a lot of folks think they're prophets and stuff and they, they're just mean. That's all they are. They mean. they just mean. I want you to notice the tact, the tenderness, the care and the concern, the wisdom used in Nathan's approach. He didn't walk into the throne room, you know, uh, with his finger out and say, you know what, you you a hypocrite. You're going to die. God going to kill you. God going to get you. You know, I knew this from the beginning. you a fault. No, he didn't do none of that. He went into the throne room trying to capture David's heart. True communication is not just having something to say. It's important. It's finding the right way to say it. And you might be right, but if you don't have the right attitude, you're not going to help anybody. So Nathan has an issue. So how can I reach David? So he decided to tell him a story. Went into the throne room, and David probably asked about his family, and, and he asked about uh, David's family, and they had the conversation. And then Nathan said, King, there were two men in one city one rich, the other poor. See, the problem was David had become blind to his own faults. And we we'll all have moments like that. We just can't see that the things we got wrong in our lives. So his challenge was, how can I tell David this in a way he won't get defensive? And secondly, since he's the king, how can I say this in a way that he won't kill me? I face that same challenge every Sunday, by the way. (laughs) I sure do. So again, Nathan tells him a story, something he could look at objectively. He said, there were two men in one city, one rich, the other poor. The rich man had... Exceedingly many flocks and herds. David does not know Nathan's talking about him just yet. But the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb, which he had brought and nourished. And the flocks here speak of David's, uh, what do you call those when you have a lot of women? Uh, Harem, thank you. Let me read again from three. Take it from the top. But the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb, which had brought... Uh, which he had brought in, nurse. So again, Bathsheba, husband only had one wife, unlike David who had many. See, the deal was while he was out on that roof, he could have called a blonde, a brunette. You hear what I'm saying?
2: You are listening to the live big broadcast with Dr. Derek Greer. We pray that you were inspired to think big, do big and live big. Our goal is to compel you to live in a way that overflows and blesses those around you. Find out more about this broadcast, Grace Church, and Dr. Greer at gracechurchva.org. Dr. Greer and his wife, Pastor Yermitu, invite you to meet them at Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia, for vibrant worship, Bible teaching, and fellowship each Sunday and Wednesday. Click gracechurchva.org for service times, directions, and much more. Again, that's gracechurchva.org. This has been Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. Watch the Live Big broadcast Monday through Friday and every Sunday. Check your local TV listings or visit gracechurchva.org for the broadcast schedule. That's all the time we have. But until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big.
3: has a creative way for you or your business to support our ministry it won't cost you anything extra and it's part of your normal routine it's Amazon Smile the prices, selection and shopping experience are all the same but when you go to Smile.Amazon.com first instead of just Amazon.com Amazon donates a percentage to your favorite cause and it doesn't cost you anything extra, it's amazing so go to Smile.Amazon.com search for Grace Church dump select us as your charity then shop as normal it's free easy and helps grace church and Derek greer ministries continue to reach those in need click smile.amazon.com today and check it out also military and federal employees remember you can make a difference and donate through the cfc our cfc number is 35614 that's 35614